And once again, it is another edition of the Reef Lords Pod Academy. And uh, this one I've been especially looking forward to. Um, it's uh, our 13th episode, and I firmly believe that 13 is lucky for some. Uh, and this time we're going to be discussing designing for small spaces, designing for small spaces. He says, putting his false teeth back in. Uh, I'm joined as always by Dora Lou from Reef Lords. And uh, our special guest today is Lucy LaRue. Now, she is the founder of Illuminate Home Staging, which sounds amazing. We'll find out a bit more about that in just a little while. Ladies, welcome. Morning, Thank you. David. Thank you. So now, it's a reality. I mean, all across the world, this, this whole idea of apartment living spaces, they're getting, let's not say smaller, let's say more compact. Now, over the last couple of years in South Africa, this has also become a trend. Now, I'm sort of used to traditionally South Africans have big houses, big properties, um, but apartment living, even in, in uh, certain of the complexes that you go to, uh, the units have become a lot more complex. Uh, complex? Goodness me. <laughs> the units have become a lot more compact. Okay, there we go. I think I got all my mistakes out of the way for today. Um so what we're going to do is we're going to be chatting uh, to Lucy and finding out um, all about this trend, what to do, how to do it. Uh, she's very experienced. She's a professional interior designer. And as I mentioned, the founder of Illuminate Home Staging. So now let's get right to the very, very beginning. Um, Lucy, just quickly, a little bit of background on you. How long have you been doing uh, this kind of thing, designing and interior designing? So I started in 2014. Uh, so yeah, I'm going on the seventh year now. Okay. And there's a very big difference, as I understand it, because um, we have, uh, uh, I refer to as our blondie, who's currently studying interior design. And she says there's a very big difference between an interior designer and an interior decorator. Am I correct? Um, yeah, so I mean, I am full more on the interior decorator side of things. Um, so my business started in home staging, which is basically my background's in marketing and um, I love interior design. And so home staging is where marketing and interior design meet, which is basically designing spaces that help to illuminate the potential of those spaces and, and showcase their best features so that people, helps people to make decisions in terms of renting properties and buying properties because often people can't see past um, empty spaces or they don't know how to um, furnish places and that just makes them delay the decision and search for longer and longer, looking at more and more places. Uh, whereas what we do is we help them to see how the space could be a home um, and that helps them to make the decision to purchase or rent. Um, and then we also do offer interior design and decorating services um, in addition to that. Wonderful stuff. I'm one of those people, okay? If I walk into a place and it's just a blank canvas, I have no idea where to start, what to visualize, how to visualize, and then inevitably I end up just jamming stuff in, um, and it never looks quite right. And if I go into um, some of these homes that have been properly staged, and I look at that and go, why did I not think of that? So, so Lucy, where do we start when we, we tackle these small spaces? Well, I think it's interesting, you know, when you were saying in the beginning that this is a trend that's, you know, um, happened overseas, uh, certainly in those cities like South Africa, we do have a lot of space here and we are used to, you know, having bigger spaces, but 
the trend has certainly come here, but I think that that trend has been overseas for much longer. You know, people have been living in small apartments for decades um, and certain countries obviously typify uh, the micro apartments, you know, like Japan. So I think, you know, if you're going to be living in a space that taps into an international trend, it's always good to look internationally for ideas because people who've been living in these spaces for decades have been problem solving and thinking about the spaces for much longer than we have. And you can get a lot of inspiration just going on Pinterest or house uh, and searching specifically in countries where apartments are very small because they're going to have like the most innovation and the most ideas. So looking at Japanese apartments, um, you know, Scandinavian, a lot of European countries. Um, and I think that's, that's a good base to start with because then you'll really get the creative juices going. And yeah. It's amazing. I was actually chatting to, to Dora before we started uh, recording this episode. Um, and for some reason on my Facebook, I've had a lot of these tiny spaces and tiny houses, et cetera, et cetera. And it's actually amazing what uh, what people can do um, and, and how much bigger they're able to make a space look. So I think that's brilliant. Now, we see all of these overseas design trends and what they're doing and how they're doing are we able to, to replicate that to some degree in South Africa? Yes, I think, you know, one of the things about the overseas micro apartment trends is that a lot of those places are custom built, uh, you know, with sort of pocket doors that disappear into the walls and uh, tables that come out of the walls and beds that are sort of being folded down. Uh, that's quite expensive, obviously, and we don't necessarily want to get into um, spending that amount of money, especially if you're renting um, and the space, but there certainly are products available in South Africa now. I was just actually Googling before um, this uh, call started, just looking at, you know, what the products are that are available. And there's actually been a huge explosion. There's a lot more um, today than there was maybe three or four years ago when I looked at this. So, I mean, you certainly can replicate some of the um, ideas, like there's Murphy beds are available in South Africa where you can basically build a bed into a wall and have it fold down. And these are quite sophisticated products where uh, while the bed is up, it actually fun functions as a desk space. And when you pull the bed down, nothing on the desk falls over. The whole desk is sort of designed to keep everything standing up while the entire um, thing is, turns into a sleep space. And um, so those are available and there's, there's also fold up furniture. There's a lot, you know, even um, at home has expandable dining tables, foldable, foldable chairs where you can f um, flat pack a chair and put in the cupboard. Um, yeah, so there's quite a few products that are available, but we recently designed the Aura um, studio apartment for Reef Lords. And we actually challenged ourselves to not use custom designed furniture and to only use retail products to see how the average buyer or the average renter would be able to furnish the space. And yeah, I don't know what you think, Dora, but I think we managed yeah. to pull off quite a multifunctional space with just retail products. The unit is stunning, I have to say. And uh, it's, it's actually quite Japandi, uh, like what uh, Lucy was previously telling us. So the pieces were not small in size. Um, it's, you know, it's actually quite big, quite the opposite, but they're very functional at the same time uh, to cater for the needs in terms of the lounge and the, uh, the sleep space as well as the working space. And you wouldn't, you know, imagine that such a small space of 33 square meter can function as much. So it was, it's actually a brilliant project. 
Just quickly, the, the aura unit that uh, that Lucy did, uh, are there photos available uh, of that on the website? Oh, yeah. Um, yes, they are available on our website, on our social media, uh, on our Instagram as well. So I can send you a few after the recording. Yeah, I'm going to go and hunt them down. I haven't had a chance to look at those yet because I'm always fascinated. Now, let's just get back to you, Lucy. Um, so, so people that are moving into either buying or renting one of these smaller spaces, uh, does that mean that you have to buy the smallest furniture you can possibly do? Because, you know, I think of myself, I'm six foot four, so um, I'm not going to fit into a doll's chair. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, so, I mean, it depends. I think if you're buying a unit, then it's a lot easier to buy furniture with confidence because you're not trying to design for multiple spaces you could live in for the next 10 years. You know that you bought this property and you can buy pieces that are sort of like my, my preference is to buy pieces that fill the space, um, like rather a corner cart that fills a corner then lots of dinky small pieces that are quite hard to clean under and you always just feel like you, it's like an obstacle course where you're knocking things over and there's things in your way. I'd rather have things, you know, pushed back against the wall, filling the space. Um, and it feels very much like it's meant to be and, and it's planned um, to perfection. But if you are looking at renting um, a studio space or a small space, then I think it is um, quite a good idea um, not to buy necessarily dolls size furniture, but um, modular furniture. Like often, you know, people love corner couches, but if you buy an L that's facing the wrong direction and you have to move house, then you have to buy a new couch or look for another apartment and you might have loved that space. So like in the Aura, for example, we used an, an L-shaped couch, but it's a modular couch. So you can use it in different directions as you move to different spaces. Um, and, you know, looking at round dining tables are quite functional because, you know, having that rounded shape gives you a lot of circulation space around a table. So I wouldn't say um, buying super small furniture, but certainly furniture that's multi-purpose and that is modular and can, the layouts can be changed. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. And obviously measuring your space, I would imagine uh, would be, you know, one of the first steps to take. Yeah, you actually see it online a lot if you, you know, if you love property and you're always looking at places that are for sale or for rent. People often will go, you know, to Corey Craft and just buy a couch and then they the couch arrives and it's like you now live in a couch house. Like it's just a couch. That's your whole house is a couch. Uh, so I think especially um, with your couch, you need to make sure, you know, um, measure twice, um, cut once is sort of the carpentry rule. Um, but measure five times by once is the interior design rule. I'm, I'm laughing because that is that is so me. That that is actually me. I would go and buy an L-shaped couch and come back home and find it was like facing the wrong way or something. Uh, so that's why I'm laughing because it's just that is so me. Um, so now, when you're designing like for a small space. Does it matter if you're a single person or, or maybe a small family? I'm, I'm guessing a family of three, maybe. Um, would, would it make a big difference? Or the principles, are they the same, different? I think, you know, your life changes quite a lot when you have kids. Um, so you definitely, the things you want out of your space are quite different to what a single person or just a couple might want out of a space. I think a couple or a single person might be quite happy to have 
you know, larger pieces that fill the room, a couch for watching Netflix, there's a lot of leisure time, um, you know, whereas like a family, there's a lot of time entertaining a child or a child wants, you know, space to play and space to move around. So I certainly think that, you know, if you're designing for a space where they're going to be children, opt for smaller pieces so that there's more circulation space. Um, and then, you know, obviously storage becomes a big thing when you have extra people in the house, and especially little people who, I don't know, kids seem to have a lot more things than we do. Like there's mm. so much, you know, um, so many products on the market being sold to us, you know, we want to try to get a kid to go to sleep and you just hope that this next product you buy is going to be the perfect sleep solution, perfect solution for feeding them, etc. And so you quickly accumulate lots of things for children, people always giving you gifts. Um, so I think it's really important to think about storage uh, when you're designing for a space where there could be a child. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't agree more because I've got a young child of five years old and he never wants to throw away any of his toys. So storage is very, very important. And then you never get enough storage, <laughs> you know. You know, what's so interesting about that is we we're talking about these trends coming from, you know, Japandi is basically a word which is, Japan and Scandinavian design combined. Yeah. And if you look at um, incorporating design trends from other countries and, and building trends from other countries, you also need to incorporate philosophies from those countries to really make it work. And something that typifies uh, Japanese culture and Scandinavian culture is minimalism. So I think you need to embrace more of a minimalist lifestyle um, if you're going to enjoy living in smaller spaces and especially, you know, as we look at like the challenges that we're facing with climate change and, you know, so much stuff being thrown away and sitting on garbage dumps. I think if you can design your lifestyle in a way where you just have less, um, I think it actually makes the whole design come together a lot more. Hmm. So yeah. there's also a trend in like Asian countries where they have very small apartments and the storage obviously is a challenge. So what they do is that they elevate the floor level a little bit and they actually hide the storage cupboards underneath the floor. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah, that makes the space look so much neater, but at the same time you actually have storage space underneath. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. I, I, I would need something like that where I'm currently staying because um, we last year moved my mom and sister out of a, a big four-bedroom house that they'd been in for 30-plus years, um, and we moved into a smaller unit. And uh, the unit did have a double garage, but it now only has space for a single car because of all the other stuff. Um, downsizing is important. I'm a big fan of this. You know, if you haven't used it in the last six months and you probably not going to use it in the next six months, get rid of it. Oh. Yeah, there's some great documentaries at the moment on Netflix about minimalism, which I think are quite eye-opening because also buying all this stuff and paying it off is, you know, costing people a lot. And I think with the coronavirus as well, it's shown us that the money doesn't always keep flowing. Sometimes it stops and then you have to pay all these things off, you know? So I think it's, I think it's a philosophy that's, you know, worth investigating. What about when you design these small spaces, Lucy? Do you have some, some favorite pieces, some go-to pieces? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, just talking about the storage, one of the products that I found, which I adore, is um, storage bed bases. 
they come in a lot of different designs. You can have drawers coming out of the sides, um, but that, that actually doesn't use the full space. So there is a product on the market that is a bed base that has like a um, little, um, what would you say, like little arms that lift the, lift the mattress up. So you don't have to actually be super strong. All you do is you create some pressure to, to raise the base and the whole thing opens mechanically. And those are great spaces for dumping toys. I mean, we did a, a child's room design um, about a year or so ago where they moved into a, from a, from a three bedroom townhouse into a four bedroom house and all of the cupboards were full with the parents' clothes and there was no space. Even the child's room was full of um, clothes, winter clothes and extra seasons. And so we solved her bedroom just by giving her a queen bed with a um, storage bed base. And even as a little child, she could lift that bed base and open it up even with a mattress on and dump her toys in there, get them out. And so that for me is one of, you know, hands down one of the best um, products. Um, yeah. And then I think just multifunctional furniture where, you know, instead of, you know, having a desk that is very obviously a desk, choose a piece of furniture that could be a desk, could be a dining table, yeah, I really like pieces that have um, flexibility to them. I would, I would think so. I would, I would think though so that particularly because I'm going back to now, my mom now. I'm, I'm a man, so my, my linen needs are minimal. But linen, oh my hat! Um, you know, we, we could, we could literally supply a small hotel with linen at the moment. Uh, to have, so having places to put that that's not necessarily in the cupboard would be brilliant. Yeah, for sure. And I also think, again, the philosophy of clearing out because, you know, I think it's good to have uh, maybe three sets max for each bed and then whatever else is extra. You know, there's so many people in need, especially in winter. I think if we get into a habit of donating what we don't use, it makes it a lot easier for us to design our spaces, enjoy our spaces, and also for people in need to, you know, have some warmth in winter. It's a wonderful, wonderful sentiment. Now, we talked about this uh, studio apartment that uh, you designed uh, for the Aura. So talk to me a little bit about that. Okay. So yeah, as Dora was saying, it was a 33 square meter space. Um, just to describe it visually for the listeners, so as you walk in, the kitchen is on your left, the bathroom is on your right, and then you get into one open space. And uh, that space had to function. We wanted to try to fit as many functions in that space as possible. So it needed to be a place where two people could sleep, uh, where they could hopefully um, have some sort of dining space, um, watch TV and um, possibly even entertain, have some friends over. Uh, every space that's being designed since COVID um, needs to think about working from home. Even if your company wants you at the office, you know, there could be times where you have to quarantine or be at home. Um, so we needed to have a workspace um, and also additional storage. So what we did is we actually incorporated a um, four-poster bed, believe it or not, into the space. And it's kind of has a bit of a does a bit of a mental trick where you sort of it's almost like getting an elephant into a studio you're like wow this place can fit a four poster bed this must be big it tricks the eye and makes the space feel a lot bigger and what we did there is we incorporated a piece of sheer fabric that actually drapes over the four poster in the same material that we use for the curtains and this really makes the bedroom feel like it's its own separate little room and that fabric can actually be draped you know either way on the bed and uh, so that you don't feel like when you have people over, everyone's in your bedroom, the bed almost becomes cornered off and um, 
yeah, it, does, it feels like you're just, you know, in someone's living room. Um, and then for the living room space, instead of just designing a space with a couch facing a TV, we tried to get as much functionality in as possible. So we put a little corner couch in with two modular pieces that could go either way. And then instead of having a plasma stand for the TV, we incorporated a desk onto the wall uh, with a little library unit with the TV mounted flush against the wall so that that would be a space where someone could work. You could easily watch TV and enjoy watching movies um, on the couch at that height. Um, you could eat dinner. At, you know, one person could have dinner sitting at that desk. The library space obviously allowed um, space for work materials and books and files and documents. Um, and then we also, instead of having a coffee table, we used actually a round ottoman, uh, which would just provide additional seating space so that if people come over, pull the coffee table away a bit and you can seat, you know, three people on the couch, one person on the, on the ottoman. Um, and then another design trick that we incorporated was to, instead of having bedside tables next to the bed, um, we chose to have a wall-mounted light that could swing between the bed and the lounge so that when you're in bed, it becomes your reading light. When you're in the lounge, it becomes a light for you to read a book under or enjoy just sitting on the couch. And then we also had a small little movable table that we used um, that could be a bedside table when you're in bed, but also a little table to prop, you know, a cup of coffee or even eat um, your dinner on in front of the TV. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's that basically all the fun. It's fantastic. I, I've got to see this. I'm going to go and look straight away after this. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to go and have a look at that because just the idea of this four poster bed seems to me exactly like you say. You know, we often talk about the elephant in the room, but how do you get the elephant there? So I want to check that out. Um, okay, we, we, we're running out of time. Uh, Dora, do you have anything to add? Um, no, I just want to say actually the design for the Aura Studio is actually very clever. And then you wouldn't think, like I said, uh, to fit so many big pieces in there, but still visually it's very pleasing and uh, harmonious, I have to say. So yeah, a very well done project. Um, and David, I'll send you pictures. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. Feel free to go have a look. And uh, it's, a, it, it's very very uh, much a wow factor to us as well. You know, a 33 studio, it's a very new concept in South Africa as well. Uh, but the trend is there and uh, we're going there. You know, the, the, the trend is that uh, living space is gonna become more and more compact because of the rising population as well in the cosmopolitan cities, you know? Okay, before we end off, okay, couple of questions. Um, first question, the number one mistake that, that people make when furnishing a small apartment or a studio apartment, what is that big mistake? Um, I'd say that the, the main mistake we see is just not people not planning. Um, I think, you know, we get quite influenced by trends. You walk into at home and you're like, oh, my word, copper is in. I need to have something copper. And then the next season, everything's emerald. So you buy, start buying green pieces and you keep being influenced by what you see that is fashionable uh, and don't necessarily plan for what your own tastes are long term. So I think it's important for when you, you know, start, leave home and you start um, buying your own furniture to really think, you know, what is the style that I really love? What, what sort of look have I always enjoyed? Like when you book, you know, holidays, what type of Airbnbs do you like to stay in or 
or hotel rooms? What do you look for? Like, what is the style that makes you feel comfortable? And I think to plan your house around that style, because, um, you know, eclectic style works better in bigger spaces, um, but in a small space, it's important to have as less visual clutter as possible. So you want all the woods in the house to look the same. You want, you know, really to see like a golden thread um, in that in that space. And I think also, you know, there's so many ways to sell furniture these days, whether it's on Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree or on WhatsApp groups, you know, don't be afraid to start over and actually say, okay, this piece isn't serving me. Let me sell it and buy something else and really plan that space. Um, I think you're gonna get a much better end result than ad hoc shopping. Fantastic. I've just got a new word for what my office looks like now. It's eclectic. It's not It's not cluttered. It's not full of junk. It's eclectic. So that's the word I'm sticking with on that one. <laughs> now, because, um, Lucy, because these places are very small, how do we kind of go about trying to keep them feeling light and airy? Well, I think the colors you choose are, are really important. Uh, so we're a big fan for small spaces of light colored walls. Uh, try to choose a place that has great light, like natural lights and so north facing is always great. Um, and then, you know, keeping your curtains quite sheer to let quite a bit of light in. And um, mirrors are great. And, you know, you can get a lot of mirrored appliances these days. So, you know, getting a mirrored fridge or mirrored microwaves, like is adding as much mirror as possible and keeping it light, bright and airy, I think is, is always a good thing. I think the one place you might want to go dark is on a couch. Um, anything that's not washable or wipeable, if you, you know, go for something that's got quite a, a woven texture, maybe like a medium gray, um, but keep everything else light. Keep your chairs light, your wood light. Um, I think that's going to help the space feel spacious. Wonderful stuff. Well, we're at the end of our chat. Uh, I've certainly learned a few things. I still think that uh, if I'm ever in the position where I have to be in a small space again, I'm going to get somebody like yourself, Lucy, to come and do it for me. Um, so we've, we've taken a bit of a turn, Dora, um, from uh, uh, our normal serious property info kind of thing. And I think it's been a lot of fun. We need to do more like this. Um, so... Um, if, if people are listening to this now, they go, ooh, I could, I could use some help there. Um, where does Reflord stand on this? Look, I think this episode is way too short to cover all the beautiful tips about, you know, how to design for small spaces. Um, but again, you know, we are here uh, for you if you have any questions relating to this topic, or if you feel, you know, you've got more fun topic that you want to cover, and uh, maybe you want Refloods to find the expert for you to cover the topics, feel free to let us know. Uh, drop us an email on Catherine at reflords.co.za. It's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E at reflords.co.za or post on our Facebook page, Reflords Property Development. Thank you. Oh, wonderful stuff. Dora, thank you so much. Lucy LaRue is the founder of Illuminate Home Staging. Thank you as well. Uh, it has certainly been bad pun time now. It's certainly been illuminating. Thank you. <laughs> pleasure. Thank you, Lucy. Absolutely pleasure. 
There we go. That wraps it up uh, for this particular edition of uh, the Reef Lords Pod Academy. It's absolutely wonderful having you along with us. Uh, just remember, take care of yourselves, look after yourselves, and remember, Reef Lords property development. Think home, think Reef Lords. Thank you for listening. <laughs>